in Chapter 2 of the Screenwriter's Survival Guide, I got to sit down for an illuminating chat with my coworker, up-and-coming writer-director Laura Modica, and we talked about how to land your first industry job. In this episode, you'll learn how to write coverage and use it to advance your career, why you should always write, even if that's late at night, and why following up on emails is one of the best skills for a young screenwriter to cultivate. Let's face it, Hollywood is a lot, but for many of us, it's the only life we can imagine. I'm Sam Brooks, and my goal with this podcast is to take not-yet screenwriters from their first homesick night in Los Angeles all the way to the red carpet. Welcome to Screenwriter Survival Guide. Today on the Screenwriter Survival Guide, I'm sitting down with an excellent young screenwriter, director, and actor who just so happens to be a co-worker of mine. After studying media arts and design at James Madison University, she came out to L.A. getting an internship at Marvel TV, the studio behind blockbuster series like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. After finishing at Marvel, she moved over to Rumble Films, Blank Page Productions, and most recently Ridley Scott's Scott Free Productions. My favorite job of hers, however, has to be her part-time high school gig at Not Your Average Joe's. Man, does that bring back East Coast memories. Today, we're going to be taking a look at one of the most frequent questions I'm asked by Not Yet Screenwriters, which is, how do you get your foot in the door in Hollywood? So... Without further ado, I'm excited to welcome to the show my friend, Laura Modica. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. <laughs> well, of course you are. I, that was a weird thing. That was a weird thing for me to say. Of course you're excited. What are you talking about? You have to be excited. Of course. You're the, you're... First, you know, you're the first interview episode. I know. That's very exciting. Because the last episode was just me talking, and I'm pretty sure what? I lost all the subscribers. <laughs> um because it's back just now. me. Yeah, exactly. Because just because of you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyways. So, yeah. Anyways, right. Um, so I was hoping to start off with just a little bit about how you first came out to LA. Where are you from? How did you know you wanted to do this for a living? It's kind of a weird industry, and it's mm-hmm. just like no one. It's not like accounting. No one's parent was like, you know what I want you to do? Write movies. That's what you should do with your life mm-hmm. because that's how you make a stable income. Um, and then what was your weird path that brought you to where you are today? All right. These are great questions. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll start with when I was younger. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of like my catalyst, my catapult Mm -hmm. into, um, like loving movies. So my Mm -hmm. dad showed me the breakfast club Ah, when I was, I know, classic Classic. John Hughes, which like, I just went down like a rabbit hole of John Hughes movies and. I just kind of like scattered out from there, but I never put it into action. Like Mm -hmm. I did, I wasn't really writing anything. I wasn't really filming anything. So I was like, Oh, like it's just a hobby. Like I just, you know, it's just something I like to watch. But then, um, a couple years later when I was like getting ready to Mm -hmm. look for colleges, graduate, my mom got me this DVD of Perks of Being a Wallflower for Christmas. That's a good one. Yeah. And I watched it every single day. For the wow. whole break. I mean, it's only two weeks, but okay, so still. That's a lot still. of times. I know, because people don't really, you know, they don't love watching mo- the same movie over and over again, yeah. but Psycho here. I mean, I, did. I do that with TV all the time. 
Oh yeah, me too. Like but like with movies, yeah. it's not as yeah, that's true. It's, it's like four or five times. I think is the max people want to watch a movie. I think yeah, if even though crazy. TV series are way longer than one movie. That's true. It is. I, I think yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I think maybe you spend longer with the characters, so you want to like yeah. It's comforting. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I cut you off. Anyways, Continue. no, you. Um. So I watched that yeah every day, and I was like, I'm obsessed with the story. I'm obsessed with these characters. I read the book. I was just obsessed with all of it. Um. And I was like, talking to my counselor. I was like, how not a school counselor because they didn't help, but like an outside counselor. They would have to be like, no, sorry. Just don't do this. Yeah, my counselor was telling me the stupidest colleges to apply to. Anyways, <laughs> we kind of figured out like, okay, I love journalism, but I didn't really want to go to school for journalism. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like writing, I like investigating, but that's not going to be my job. And I basically just, my dad, point blank, you know, we had a conversation after, and he was like, what, what do you want to do? Like, do, no expectations, mm-hmm. don't think about how to get there, how hard it would be, like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I said, make movies. Mm-hmm. And so he said, okay, do that. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, easier said than done. Wow. <laughs> but that's, I think that's a big part, like a big thing that it's so many really people helpful. don't have. And I think it's something that... Yeah. It really helps when you have. Now, I don't, no means am I saying if you don't have people that are like, yes, you should go make movies. <laughs> I don't think you should be like, well, never going to succeed now. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's just really like we're privileged that our parents were like, mm-hmm. yeah, go do this. Go, go do this thing that most people spend their entire lives as, you know, baristas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I had like my, it was interesting because I had, like, two sides of the parents, like, my dad was, like, all in, go for it. My mom was more cautious. Never said, like, never said she doubted me or she didn't believe in me. But, you know, there's certain times right. where, you know, asking yeah. about, like, a backup or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you going to do if this doesn't work? Yeah. yeah, I think my grandma asked me that, like, ten times. <laughs> and I said, you might not be alive for it, but I'm going to make a fucking movie. Sorry. <laughs> she's she's like prejudiced and homophobic, so it's fine. Right. I can so I can be mean fine. to her. So, that's fine. <laughs> she she literally this is a tangent. Oh my god. I'm not gonna do that because you're gonna have to cut it out. Anyways. <laughs> Make my job easier. Exactly. Um anywho, so yeah, my dad was really supportive. Um and once we figured that out, at first I was like, okay, like I'll just go then. Mm-hmm. I'll go to LA. And he was like, mm, not so fast. Right. He, like, he basically was like, if I, if me and your mom are going to help you, like, we will help you and we're willing mm-hmm. to help you, like, you have to go to college first and then we'll, we'll still okay. continue to help you after. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay, I guess it's pretty solid, mm-hmm. you know? So I went to college, as you said, JMU, mm-hmm. um, it was fantastic. And there kind of just, you know, blossomed my love of film. I got to actually film things and learn from teachers and I saw so many scenes of random mm-hmm. movies but, like, they come together in my mind all the time. Like, I talk about them all the time because they're just so significant. But anyways, that's to say I have a, had a really good – I think I had a really good education at mm-hmm. the school that I went to. Um, and then I got really excited about doing documentary stuff in college. I went to Italy, and we filmed mm-hmm. a whole um, – it was basically a four-part documentary series thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's four of us, and we each got a part. So I got to write, direct mm-hmm. – um, I got to be the host of it. It was so it was super fun. Um, except when we were like when I was like looking at the sun and I was trying to do the introduction and I kept squinting and my teacher's like, I need you to open your eyes and I'm like, Sir, if I could, I would. Honestly, I'm I feel like that's everyday living in LA. 
I just oh, like, yeah. I'm like, I can't open my eyes fully. I mean, at least I was in, like, beautiful everyone. Italy, but I was like, yeah. bro, I can't. Anyway. So that really, like, yeah, that, like, sparked my love of documentary mm-hmm. for sure because I, after that, like, I started, you know, watching any documentary I could just to – I love the different – styles of documentary but there's just like so many different things mm-hmm. it's so i just think it's so vast i thought that was so cool it's very broad but my first love was scripted mm-hmm. i love scripted movies mm-hmm. um yeah what, what else happened oh yeah let's talk about college here um <laughs> thinking about that so the first so i never thought that I would have worked at Marvel TV. Mm-hmm. That seems fucking insane to me. Right. Um, <laughs> crazy. It's it was like when it happened. I did. I honestly did not believe it. There was, um, I had I had like been applying mm-hmm. for a bunch of internships, and um, I had had like two or three interviews, mm-hmm. but like. And did you get it through the school, or was this just you were on Indeed, just like click click apply 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 apply? It was a mixture. Um, okay. My teachers, like, tried to help, mm-hmm. but their help was, like, a lot of them worked on, like, um, did a lot of unscripted stuff, like, commercials okay. and stuff like that. So, they they, they would be helpful for, like, right. those kind of stuff, but that's not really what I was going to, yeah. wanted to intern out here for. Mm-hmm. So, it was mostly a mixture of, yeah, I would definitely, I definitely applied to, like, anything I saw mm-hmm. online, but then I also, my sister was out here already, right, and... Right, right. So she, yeah, she helped me. Um, I think she told me about the Marvel opportunity and then I, you know, I just emailed Mm -hmm. the, the operations guy and I was like, Hey, like I'm interested, whatever. Now, did you use your sister's name? Cause I think sometimes having an in is like the most important, I mean, it's the most obvious thing in the world, but like it's the most, you know, it's a very important part to like getting these jobs. I think I probably did. Right. Cause well, the way that I found out about it, well, my sister found out about it from just a like a person she had worked with mm-hmm. at an agency, like not like a close friend or anything, but just mm-hmm. like a a nice acquaintance friend right. who was an assistant there, mm-hmm. and like I think she just like told her so. Right. So it was helpful that like my sister, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody said my sister's name, but like my sister knew this girl Julia who was an mm-hmm. assistant, so Julia right. could like vouch for me. Gotcha. Okay, so which you could like reach helpful. out to Julia per se or something like exactly. that. Exactly, and yeah. I but I didn't I didn't really know like at the time, um, any of that. But also I don't. I don't, be- I mean, I believe it helped me, but I don't, mm-hmm. obviously I don't believe that that was right. the only reason because I was really, I was, I was skeptical at first that I would even mm-hmm. make an interview. I was like, why the fuck would they want to interview me? Right. Um, and then when they told me that I got it, I thought they were like, I was like, are you pranking me? Cause they, they took, they took them a really long time cause they yeah. told me they would tell me in March. So they didn't long. tell me until May. It and never, I was, it never, it is, that is one it was thing like, it was like, right, this shit. Mm-hmm. it never takes what people think it's going to take. It's always way long. longer, always it's longer. Long. If somebody tells you it's going to take two months, double it. Yeah, 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 double it. Yeah, you <laughs> said don't believe tri- him. Yeah. No, 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 double yeah, yeah. it or triple it for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I think there was one promotion that um, Brisa and I, someone else, you know, another employee at, the, at Scott Free, um, were going for here. And even like within the company, it was like, like they kept saying two weeks, and then it was like a month, and then more months. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, so I guess it's not happening. And then I heard back, you and know, a boom, month later, I was like, whoa, weird. 
Um, yeah, it takes these things take a long, way longer than you think they need to. Yeah, and maybe well, that's every industry. I don't know. I don't have experience in other industries. Well, I, but. I know that for I know that for that one, I actually kind of know why mm. it took longer because I would I would talk to um so the guy operations. His name was Steve. Mm-hmm. He was. He's basically like a dad. He's just like your typical dad, like very supportive mm-hmm. dad, very sarcastic dad. He was great, <laughs> nice. very dry humor. I loved it. And so um, I was talking to him about the process, and he said that it took two more months because there was supposed to be five of us, but there's mm-hmm. only three. Gotcha. So, so basically, so there he were only was three trying- applicants, mm-hmm. or no, there's only three interns. There was supposed to be five interns. So they like oh. they didn't they didn't have two people that they were going to have. Oh, they just didn't find other people they liked? No, they did. They the so the head told them that they didn't have quote unquote enough money and enough resources. Oh, to to hire Yeah, more. so basically Weird. they just But didn't... aren't they unpaid? No, we were paid. Oh, you were paid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were part time. Nice. Okay. Yeah, we were paid and part time. Okay. And so it was great. Yeah, we would go in like three okay. days a week. But that's I, because I found, nice. yeah, especially because you were still in college at the time, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, the only reason I knew there was supposed to be five people is because I, that that I found out was because I knew he had told me the story about like how he was like mm-hmm. you know pulling at teeth to you know get it going, um, and to like he wanted five lists. But I saw when I was shredding, I saw a piece of paper that had all of the names. Like all of five, all, the, all five oh, lists, yeah. but yeah. now there's, there's, only, and there's three. only three. Yeah. And well, I was kind of, wow, that's great. I mean, not only exactly. were you the top five of these people, you were the top three. I want to say I was crazy. the top. Yeah. You're the top. I was the, the top one. I was. You were the best. Listen, nice. listen, I was the on oldest. On the list. You were the top of the list. I was top of the list gotcha. and I'm the top of every list. Okay. <laughs> no, I, not, yeah. not just, not top just Top of was, the list of this podcast for sure. Exactly. I mean, age doesn't matter at all. Like you're younger than me. True. So, and we're. Both mm-hmm. sitting here. Yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> um, thing. I think people like. I think if you could tell a, a like a eighteen year old. Uh, so if you so this is an interesting question. If you could tell if you could go back and tell Laura who was seventeen or eighteen mm-hmm. when your parents said you need to go to college, mm-hmm. um, would you listen? Would you would you if if you could go back and change your parents' mm-hmm. mind? Would you would you do that? That's a great question. Yeah. Um. No, probably not. You wouldn't. So you think? No, so you, you I had a good you, time in college. Okay, yeah, so, but, like... No, 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 my experiences beyond having fun in college, I think, made me who I am, so I mm-hmm. wouldn't change it, no. Gotcha, okay, that's interesting. I think definitely but, yeah, the, I there are... So I left, for those of you who don't know, um, I left college after one year, because I got an internship out here, um, and then just kind of stayed on at the end. Um, and I definitely think, from a career standpoint, uh, that's why I'm curious, I was interested yeah. in your answer, is just from a career standpoint, I don't think it really had much of an effect. I think... I think definitely it, it might be like a one percent thing on resume. You know, if it's yeah. you and an identical resume and someone you know says they didn't finish their degree, maybe. But for most of these jobs, it's about the people who make. It's about the Julias of the world. It's about like your personality in the room. Exactly, it's about all exactly. these things and, and just random happenstance and, and luck. Yeah. Uh, no one wants to say it's luck, but it is partially luck. Yeah. But, just get along with everybody. Yeah. That, if I could tell anybody yeah. anything, get along with everybody because yeah. you might need them later, <laughs> and they might need you. I do think college, so, though, the one thing I, like, kind of missed out of that was I, I think I kind of jumped real quick into, like, full-on adult mode. I'm going to just hustle all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've got to, you know, I've worried about rent and utilities and then also, like, pushing my career forward and yeah. also having a full-time job and all of these things that kind of at 19 was a lot. And obviously I'm super privileged and I was like, most, some people are doing that when they're 16. You know, obviously Still, that happens. But it was definitely, 
a lot to take on all at once. I do think that is one thing you get from college is you just get more time to exactly, just kind yeah. of transfer, and it might be a bit more of a natural yeah. transition out of childhood into adulthood. Exactly. So when you went into Marvel TV, yeah. did you have like an expectation? I think it's lo- a lot of people go into these jobs with an expectation that it's going to lead to – sorry, with these internships. Mm-hmm. But the expectation is going to lead to a full-time job. Did you have that, or were you just kind of going in – just discover. I mean, it seems like you were pretty surprised that you even got mm-hmm. in, that it was just kind of... Yeah, yeah, well, so, yeah, I was, so I still had, after after that summer, I still had a year of college left, mm-hmm. so I wasn't, like, expecting a job, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be there, so I can't expect them, you know, right, right, to, right. like, or for them to, like, try to pull me out, but when I was doing Rumble... And so Rumble, Rumble was another internship, correct? Yeah, so, okay. it, so it was at, like, they were at similar times. Mm-hmm. So they were both part-time, so I could okay. do both of them. They kind of um, overlapped in that summer. Um, oh, so you did this at the same time? I did in this, yeah. Oh, so, nice. yeah, it was, like, Marvel was, like, more, it was, like, June to August, and then the Rumble one, I think, was only, like, July to, like, the end of August. I don't know. Okay. It was, like, so the Rumble shorter. one was definitely yeah. shorter, mm-hmm. but the Rumble one was nice because... Um, it was movies and like so I got like a nice look of TV and movies. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and is so. that are you more interested in in features? I would TV? say so. Okay. Yeah. I would say that. Like like we were talking about, I would definitely watch more TV than mm-hmm. I watch of movies. But I think creatively wise, I would be really good. Um, more interested. In yeah, more interested in the feature gotcha. side. Yeah. But um, obviously, like. Like everybody says here, you have to keep your options open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is I true. Think, you should. I mean, yeah. I unless you know you have one specific mm-hmm. skill that you want to do. Like, remember we were talking about uh, what those people called that like make the noises. Oh, like uh, uh, foley. Foley, foley yeah. yeah. Like, unless I want yeah. to be like a foley artist, right, I don't right. like something really, really specific. Right. I feel like it's good to keep your options open. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, foley artists, their job is to go in and make the like. If, if characters are walking on gravel, they make the gravel sound effects, you mm-hmm. know? So they do, like, the really granular, super, you know, get really in the weeds with stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, but that, that is definitely specific. <laughs> yeah, Also, I kind of wonder, sometimes I wonder when I'm, like, applying to, like, the 25th PA position or, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. waiting on, like, five execs that have, you know, not sent me notes on a script for, like, two months or, like, just, like, painfully wait. All the waiting times. I sometimes wonder, like... If I was just, like, an assistant editor and that's what I wanted to do, that was my, like, goal in life, Mm -hmm. would it be easier to get – I mean, yes, I think it would. But, like, (laughs) would it be, like – would it be less stressful if I was, like, hair and makeup? And, you know, no shade on hair and makeup. It's great. It's great. And, you know, maybe it's super – it's probably super competitive. Anything where, like, there's this few jobs and, you know, it's entertainment and your names are in shiny lights, your names appear in the credits of a movie, I think it's going to be competitive. But there's less that goes into – like learning, I feel like hair and makeup. Like hair and makeup is like. I don't want to. I don't want to say that because I feel like okay. people will get mad. No, 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 no. I no. don't. <laughs> I I fucking love like visual effects. Like I've watched people like do like you know like make a whole new face on your uh-huh. face. So I'm not knocking that at all. But like, I don't know. I guess you do go to school for cosmetology, so yeah. I mean, I, similar. I didn't go to school for screenwriting, so <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, I would though. I wouldn't mind if somebody that doesn't know how to write wrote my script rather than somebody who doesn't know how to cut my hair cutting my hair. That's a good. Point. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, that's definitely yeah. You're, that's why they say like right, anyone 100%. can. What is this saying? Anyone can act. Is that what's anyone can write? 
I don't There's know. A, you don't know that saying? saying? I don't know that saying. Well, I don't know how to finish it, so. <laughs> Anyone can write, but not everyone's a writer. That could be it. It sounds like I it could don't be know. a thing. There's definitely a saying that's like, oh, like, anybody. Never mind. All right. So, <laughs> when you were at Rumble, when you were at Marvel, what, what was your day-to-day there? Because I think these internships, people are like, yes, i got to get these internships. Yes, amazing. <laughs> and then I think they think, you know, they're going to be doing something really cool or, like, mm-hmm. talking to celebrities every day. And I think, like, maybe let's, like, <laughs> Throw a little bit of cold water, but also get people excited for these yes. jobs because they're really cool exactly. and they can lead to great things. Like mm-hmm. you're at Scott Free, I'm at Scott Free now from these internships. Um, but just kind of like walk us through what the day to day life in those internships. Are. Yeah, so they're both they're both very different. So when I went to Rumble, that one was a lot was very very chill. Mm-hmm. So it's um, this uh, this director, his name's David Lancaster. Mm-hmm. It's it's his company, and so it's very tiny. It was basically him. And a COO and like a CFO, mm-hmm. and then um, the coordinator, one like one assistant coordinator mm-hmm. person. Um, and basically, so I just would go every day and like sit next to his name is Scott, mm-hmm. um, and we would basically I would just sit there and we do coverage. Not we, like he would do other That's stuff too. That's pretty good for an but internship. Yeah. For yeah, like a base internship, doing coverage is pretty great. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, I got to speak. I got to you know what I got to do. I got to have this was really valuable. I will say, um, so sometimes I'm not, like, fast with my coverage, but I think as long as you are, like, as thorough as, like, you want to be, but also be precise. Mm -hmm. This is kind of contradictory, but (laughs) you have to, you know, I don't know. You just practice. You have to practice, practice, practice Mm -hmm. with coverage. So that was really nice, but also um, the COO, um, Stephanie, she got to take, she um, said that she would take a look at my coverage and give mm-hmm. me feedback. Ooh, that's great. Yeah, that's, like, the best thing that you can get. Like, if, you know, it's really hard to have somebody, like, read your own script. But if they right. can, like, at least read your coverage yeah. and they know that you have good taste and you can write, like, I don't know. I just thought that was super valuable. Um, and then it was also, like, really cool because I got to, um, I got to just, like, I also, also got to, like, cover, cover plays and movies. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of variety, I think. Um, and then That's now, cool. I know, and now sitting back, I watched one of the movies that I read that was in development oh, when really? I was there, yeah. and I just watched it. Yeah. That's um, crazy. And I thought it was weird. Can like, you say what movie it was or no? Yeah. Um, I, The Other Lamb is what it's called. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's... Hmm. I thought uh, you were going to say The Forever Purge or something. I was like... <laughs> It's out now in theaters. theaters. No, no, this came out. Cruella. I didn't even know it had come out. It came out, I think, in 2019 or 2020. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's pretty recent, but okay. I remember thinking it was super weird, and then I watched it, and it was still weird. So. Yeah. Nice. Cool. No, I think it was it, it, it was good. It executed yeah. what it wanted to. Yeah. But yeah, so my day-to-day there was pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Just... Um, and so can yeah. you also walk people through for people who don't know what coverage is? Because I think that's yeah. actually a really cool thing you can do when you intern because yeah. it gives you a lot of the skills you're going to need as a writer and mm-hmm. you know to, to respond to notes and just dissecting things, dissecting mm-hmm. scripts here. I'm going to let you talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, like every person is going to want you to coverage differently, but it's all going to be similar. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people – so either – these are the two scenarios that I've come by. They either want something – Super detailed. Sorry, can you explain what it is? Oh. Just as overall, like start with that in case. Assume <laughs> people are coming from I like know, it's hard. the fields in Iowa. They're just like, I want to make movies because I saw Star Wars, you know, or a TikTok that <laughs> okay, I like. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so coverage. Somebody, usually an executive, 
gives you a piece of either a screenplay or it's basically it's a submission. So mm-hmm. um, writers submit through their agents. I'm sure you're gonna go over all this, but anyways, so um, so somebody gives you the material to cover, and then you you know you go through it, and you basically however they want you to structure your review. It's basically an analysis. It's, um, you want to give a log line, which is like the one sentence, one to two sentence, um, explanation. And then you have the summary. So you just, a a lot of times they just want a small summary and then a bigger analysis. And even sometimes when I was at Rumble, they, they had us, um, uh, like rate everything. Mm -hmm. So like between like excellent, good, fair, Mm -hmm. poor. And so, um, a lot of times they'll want you to look at characterization, dialogue. So so what I do, like when I go into coverage, I like to go in and if it, usually it's a screenplay, so I'll go in and read it first, and then um, uh, if it's, I mean, if it's huge, I will take a shorter, like I'll I'll do more analyzing while I'm mm-hmm. reading it, but I like to read it all first and then go back in. Um, but I mean, yeah, you really just have to practice, practice, practice mm-hmm. with coverage, yeah. um, and different. It's nice to do different kinds of coverage mm-hmm. because at Scott Free we do it real easy. Scott, the coverage video I know, is Scott Free. I know. so nice. I know, because like, because so at Rumble I had all that detail and stuff. Right, you're like but like five pages. I've never done the the full full coverage. It's actually. usually like, like two or two, three pages, two depending or three on pages. if it's um, if it's a pilot or a feature gotcha. or a screen or a play mm-hmm. or um, whatever. But yeah, because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't do as much coverage at Marvel, but I did like. Basically, when, when we were at Marvel, they were teaching us so many... Th- I'll go into that. They mm-hmm. were teaching us a lot of things, so we actually didn't have like a lot of downtime to do coverage. Mm-hmm. But when we did, it was... Yeah, it, it was a lot more... They wanted it a lot more succinct, mm-hmm. kind of similar to how um, like a lot of the a lot of TV execs, like, you know, they, they really just want... They want you to get to the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, right. like, they're like, they're like what good? is this about? Should is I it go? good? Should we take a meeting? Got it. Because, like, basically the point of coverage, if you don't know, is, like, these execs get, what, 30 scripts a week? Something ridiculous. It's, it's like, crazy. More than that. The amount They're of submissions you get. reading a ton of scripts. And that's one thing everyone should do is just read a ton of scripts. Yeah. Um, that's really important and great if you're getting paid to do it, you know, yeah. and, you know as coverage. But um, uh, the execs don't actually want to read 30 scripts a week because no. they have families and they have jobs. I mean, and nobody they have, wants to do you know, They have to sit <laughs> two hours of L.A. traffic every day. You know, it's like <laughs> nobody wants to, to sit and read just hours and hours of scripts every night. So yeah. what they do is they have the assistants read them and then write this little coverage report so that they can read that, which is four pages, much more, in, or at Scott Free, it's half a page. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but they basically just get to see, is this good or is it bad? And they get to see a little bit of like talking points when they go in to actually meet with the writer of the script or exactly. you know, the studio or the production company that's pitching the script. Mm-hmm. And they get to decide, oh, this is something we want to move forward with or something we don't without actually reading the script in lots yeah. of cases. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you, people, sometimes people don't even have scripts. They just have ideas. Right. Yeah. A lot of times that happens when you have, you know, somebody who like an actor who's been acting for a while or, you know, somebody who's, that's usually when you're more like seasoned, mm-hmm. you can you know right. pitch ideas right. and then turn it into something. Yeah. Usually it doesn't happen that way. You don't pitch an idea and then somebody like writes it for you. Right. Well, I mean, you could do that just like if you were getting somebody to write it for you, but yeah. you don't like usually go into those meetings yeah. like that. Well, it's kind of like, there's you're, a, like, in the, yeah. like, unless you're like really connected. 
Yeah, I mean, it should come as a surprise to no one that star power is, like, the number one thing. There is, I'm not going to say who it is, but there's a pretty A-list, or at least five years ago they were A-list, celebrity that's been coming into Scott Free recently. Um, I would say still A-list. Still A-list, you yeah, think? Yeah, still A-list. I guess they had some stuff right pre-pandemic. Um, but, yeah, not going to say it anymore. They're, they're but just low-key. They, yeah. But they are working on this project that people have just said, it's probably not going to make very much money. Yeah. But... That's not their goal. Because they want this person's yeah, name exactly. on the marquee at Scott Free, mm-hmm. they go into business with this person. And I yeah. think that kind of thing is you just can't underestimate it. It's super important. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's crazy. It's either yeah, I feel like it's either all about the money or all about the star power or both. Yeah. I mean at the end of the day it's all about the money because this person's name on a Scott Free project is gonna make more people wanna make projects with Scott Free that are going to make money. Yeah. And then also this person can make money too on other projects that yeah. they do in the future with Scott Free. It's kind of like this, like, um, I'll do one for me, you do one, and then one for you mm-hmm. kind of mentality that they talked about with, um, uh, God, I'm totally blanking on his name. Why am I blanking on his name? Jim from The Office. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> now I'm blanking. John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> John Krasinski. I love him. <laughs> uh, but he, there was a thing where he wanted to do A Quiet Place, and the only way they would let him do A Quiet Place is if he also did Jack Ryan. Um, mm, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so there was That's that. Cool. That was one, one of those things. It's one of those one for you, one for me kind of things. And I think a lot of that goes. This is such a tangent. Um, I mean, I think so people are off. interested. I'm interested. It is. It is interesting. <laughs> it's kind of like how Hollywood works, so I'm going to leave it in. But... Um, <laughs> But it seems like the internships you're doing were pretty cool. Like it oh, seemed like sorry, you were doing a lot of. I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah. I didn't really explain what I did at Marvel. Yeah, explain. Because <laughs> that one was actually more interesting than what okay. I did at Rumble. I mean, Rumble was cool, but mm-hmm. it was actually more interesting what I did. So when I was at Marvel TV, we did um, we there was so there was three of us, and we basically each spent um, three or four weeks in one um, part of the company. So either mm-hmm. development, production, or post production, mm-hmm. and so I literally got to learn how to break down a, like in production I got to learn how to break down a script how to like there's a certain um, oh so this was definitely designed for students like it was a school oh, it was a school kind of it basically prod, like yeah. a, a class almost it oh, was, that's, that but we really also cool. like got to you know they took us to things sometimes right. so like we would like break down scripts and yeah I basically like teach teach us how to like put it into the system and mm-hmm. how to you know um, basically how to do the job of a production manager mm-hmm. and production coordinator um, I mean, they taught me some of the budgets, mm-hmm. like some of budgeting. So I that's kind cool. of know budgeting. Yeah, that's like something I, know, I have no idea. I know like above the line, below the line. Right. I know like certain things, but um, it was really valuable. And um, so when I was in development, that's when we were doing the coverage. Mm-hmm. But I also, when I was in development, I probably did like the most random assortment of mm-hmm. things, which kind of. I guess describes development. You're right. kind of just doing. It's so nebulous. It's like <laughs> it's I. It's like I don't know what to do. People can. Where do I go? People can explain to me what development is. I'm in development on some stuff right mm-hmm. now, and people can explain to me what development it's is. So they can confusing. explain to me what a development executive does, and it goes in know. one ear, out the other. They put people together, which is also exactly what a producer does. So mm-hmm. I, and then they make money somehow. Yeah. And then they take a cut of the show. I don't know. It doesn't make it sense. It doesn't really make sense to me. But I had a, I had a really good time when I was there. Um, I forget exactly what we did. But also, um, when I was in post-production, that was really fun. Because mm-hmm. um, she was the woman who was um, basically my boss, who was the head of, or, or I think post-supervisor, I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly her title. Um 
but she was super like hands-on and we just like we like connected really well we had like our energies were good and basically she let me um she like had me do this the the calendar and mm. you once you do a post calendar you realize like why do people even write dates down to have things be done? Because they're not, like, they're always going to move. Everything always fucking moves. Like right. we were saying, like, nothing happens on time. Yeah, no. I mean, when you're doing, like, they're, they have a lot of shows. Like, they had a lot of shows at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were obviously worried about, or, like, they were less worried about, like, their streaming shows, mm-hmm. like Netflix and Hulu and stuff, than they were about, they had one show on mm-hmm. uh, cable, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, um, right, right, yeah. And Agent Carter as well. Anyways. That was the show that no one watched. Yeah. Um, Agent <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. had like six or seven seasons. That show was on forever. Yeah. I remember yeah. watching that in high school. And then like really? it was still on when I moved to L.A. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, this show exists? I know. Wow. I know. And that was like the... Yeah, that was like one of their first ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was really interesting. I got to watch a lot of dailies too. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who doesn't know what a daily is, it's basically the daily footage. From the day. Yeah. From the shoot. So it's like what you shot that day. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And there's like always a bunch of, because you're going to have usually more than one camera. Um, so there's going to be like a, a couple of different um, angles. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really interesting. I keep saying but. Oh, stop saying but. It's better than um. <laughs> Is it? I think so. It's I a know. word. I say, I say like all the time. So I had a teacher in, in high school, in elementary school. Who, uh, there's, there's that there it is. It's the last one I said. Um, <laughs> who is just like drilled it into us. You can't say um. And then I promptly still say um all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I promptly forgot and I still I promptly say it. made no changes in my life. <laughs> um, damn it, now I forgot what I was talking about. You were talking about Marvel and Perfect. your job at Marvel TV. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. that part. Yeah. But still. Uh, dailies. Dailies, yeah. dailies, dailies, dailies. So when I was in development, uh, I watch a lot of dailies. So that is one thing that they do in development. Mm. I know that they watch dailies. I know that also because mm. my sister, she works in development as well. So um, I I got to look at all these dailies. Basically, I did I did a couple of basically kind of like coverage like mm-hmm. things. So I would watch dailies for an executive. Mm-hmm. So I would like I would if and it was basically just to like point out if anything was like wrong or the, like they gave me certain things to look out for. It wasn't just like tell me what happened because like the, right. the the exec knows what scene it is right. like they they don't need me to tell them what scene it is but like they would have me go through it and see um you i don't know, know. if i need to flag anything yeah, yeah i don't know yeah i did that a lot at my first job yeah like the, i would take the final episodes but... oh so too it's my least favorite thing <laughs> and i was so good at it that was uh, the problem i was the best was person like, oh, at the Sam company can at do it. it and it was so bad and i would even like so I, I, I reported to the, the executive producer of our show, and mm-hmm. she would send me these the episodes. It was a you know live action or yeah. sorry not yes it was live action but it was a you know it was a talk show. Oh nice! And um, she would send me the like final cuts mm-hmm. or like semi final cuts to like look over and see like are there any editing glitches you know how does the audio sound I would get so granular I'd be like. <laughs> this audio track needs to be faded into this audio track because there, there's a little bit of background noise. Could we add a little bit of just the background noise Your level? producer's coming out. It was so <laughs> granular as fuck. Yeah. And I, it was, she loved it. And I kept like hinting to her. I was like, hey, so like if this is useless to you, if this like this background noise is a little loud, is useless to you. And she was like, nope, I love it. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I'll keep doing it, Thank I guess. Thank you. 
You were too good. I was too good. I was Damn too good it. at what I did. Yeah, Can't I know. be too good. Can never be. Well, you want to be too no, good you because do then you get jobs. Good. This is not the thing to be saying on this podcast. You want to be too good. Go do the granular bullshit. Do the stuff you hate doing. Yeah, no, it's, it's Because good. then it's you'll good. be able to do the stuff you want to do. Um, exactly. Yes. So let's I, move on. Yeah. No, I was going to say I still don't know how to edit, but I'm still here. Mm, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, I'm editing this podcast on an app on my phone now, so you, it things are getting easier. Yeah. It's not the same. It makes me seem like I can seem like I can do anything. Hmm. Like your with, phone? Yeah, with my phone. Yeah. I can fucking do anything. Well, it is crazy. Like I was listening to a podcast today where the the host and the guests were talking about a um, a film they did just entirely shot on iPhone with no like no lenses or anything. Mm-hmm. So just like just their iPhone yeah. and then edited an iMovie on their iPhone, which is just <laughs> well, like crazy. It's just like bizarre that we can do that all and you know yeah. anyone can use iMovie. Like, but it's like, know it's like we're going back to, like, I know I didn't do this, but I know a lot of kids, I mean, I, I think you you said you did it when you were younger, you would go, like, make little films, yeah. like, edit them and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Terrible, like, terrible stuff. Like, but we're, we're back to that. Like, it's so yeah. simple now. You can just go take out your they're phone, make a little film. Hopefully better. Things are just better. <laughs> Hopefully they're Things better. Things are better now. <laughs> Hopefully. The Screenwriter Survival Guide is brought to you by GetMeAnAgent.com. This is a different sort of ad. No money is exchanging hands here. Why? Because GetMeAnAgent is my company. Whoa. For less than $20 a month, GetMeAnAgent is the fast pass to hundreds of Hollywood-lit agents and their contact information. Plus 24-7 support from actual industry professionals via live chat and email free email templates to help you reach out, and so much more. Want personalized help? Send us your script and we'll match you with five agents and five managers who've worked on similar projects to yours. I'm super excited to be offering listeners of Screenwriter Survival Guide a very special deal. You'll get one free month plus half off your subscription forever when you use the discount code SURVIVE at checkout. That's S-U-R-V-I-V-E. Now, I'm going to level with you. As of recording, I don't personally have representation. I say this to clarify that Get Me an Agent is by no means a panacea. As anyone who works in the industry will tell you, there are no shortcuts to the hard work of becoming an excellent writer and building your Hollywood network. What Get Me an Agent provides is a way to connect young screenwriters with their most important connection in the business, their reps. And we've already connected many of our customers with agents. So try it out risk-free today. Visit getmeanagent.com and try a free month with no commitment. And when you're ready to take the leap, use the discount code SURVIVE to get half off your plan forever. All right, guys, now back to the show. All right, so let's move on to actual paid gigs now. Um, so at your first paid gig, uh, blank page, was that your first, that was your first paid job? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so I think the number one question I get from not yet screenwriters that listen to this is like how you go about actually getting that first job. And I think that's just, it's just a disconnect. I, I don't think it's any different actually than getting an yeah. internship. I think it's the same hustle you have to do. It is. And the same just like months sitting in a library, just that's what I did. And he was sitting in a library, just apply, apply. Here's a new cover letter, apply. 
And they cover like apply. And they feel like a zombie at the it's end so of it. It's so painful. But like, and you feel like it's not going anywhere, but then it does mm-hmm. go somewhere. And you're like, oh, wow, that worked. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so talk me through kind of how you got that first job. That yeah. Final page. yeah. So after college, I think a month, a month or two after I didn't have a job or anything, I was, I was really, I was really stressed out about the end of the year. Um, because that's when I was making my short film mm-hmm. at school. So I was like simultaneously freaking out about that, but also trying to apply for things. So mm-hmm. I didn't really apply Yikes. to that many things right. before I moved out here. I kind of just like, I had applied to a bunch and I was like, you know, I'm not really going to get anything until they see me mm-hmm. until I'm out there. So, so once I got here, it yeah, it was basically just like, yeah, sitting in, I mean, I found an apartment, um, and it was basically just you know, me sitting in my room. Yeah, just apply, apply, apply. Gotcha. And so um, it was, so I got the here in like June. And so by September, I'm like, what, what, I need to make money. Mm-hmm. Like um, my savings are going down. Like right. oh, I'm not doing anything. Feeling. Well, I was doing things, but right. I wasn't making money from anything. Mm-hmm. So I applied for retail. So, so I started gotcha. working at American Eagle, which is just great to just get extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was doing that, I was interviewing at other places um, and so it was like almost at the exact same time that I got the American Eagle job. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need a job. So I got that job. And mm-hmm. then they like, they called me like a week later. It was like, the timing is always so fucking perfect, right. but no, yeah. you know, it is weird. It always seems cool. to happen right when it needs to. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I didn't, do I need this? I mean, yeah. I still, I had that, I kept that job for a while um, because it was like nice extra cash mm-hmm. and clothes. But, yeah. but basically, I worked as a valet for months after I started working here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, even when I, even when I started working here, yeah. I was still there. So, but um, at at the retail store, not the other production company. But how I found out, but how I found out about the production company, it wasn't, it wasn't even something that I applied to, which is like so. Right. Um, yeah. I think. Well. So what? How? What? How? Did, what happened? So. I actually found out about it through my dad, mm-hmm. which is random because my dad's not in the entertainment industry, um, but he is in the venture capital industry. I don't know, like business entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. not like the scam shits, but like right. the real shit. Yeah, <laughs> like he he would like help um, startups get money mm-hmm. for their startup. Right. Anyway, so he had a friend, like a longtime friend that he had worked with, mm-hmm. um, Darren. And Darren was dating this woman who um, um, was working at Blank Page. Okay. And she's actually, um, she's like, tech, she's like their like co. There's only two people. Mm-hmm. It's Edward Page and Leanne Sue. Um, but it's basically it's Edward's company. Um, mm-hmm. He basically created it um, from um, he did uh, what's it called? Uh, Shaws of Sunset. Shaws of Shaws, Shaws of on Sunset. Sunset? Shaw's on Sunset. No, of Sunset, maybe? Shaw, here, we're doing something very Shaw. unprofessional, and we no, are like, looking up something on there we go. live on air. Shaw's, Shaw's, Shaw's. Yeah. Oh, Shaw's, like, yeah, Shaw, Shaw's, like, the like Middle Eastern. Yeah. Shaw's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, Shaw's of Sunset. So he, so he produced some of that, and so, um, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, where it grew out of, but oh. that was his big thing before, and then he had been doing reality stuff with this woman, um, Jenny Rivera, mm-hmm. so she was a huge. Um, okay, so Latinas. this was a reality company. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So I took a tangent off of how I got the job, <laughs> and I started talking about the how, the right. main company, main um, owner. But 
anyway, so yeah, he did, so he specialized in unscripted, and so my dad connected me to Darren, and Darren connected me to his girlfriend, Leanne, mm -hmm. and basically, um, I got a call, and nice. they were like, can you come in to interview? Yeah, I know, I think it's interesting, you said that's, like, embarrassing, but I don't think it is, because... That is how, like, every job, and this is, people don't want to say this. People want to spend, and like I said, you do have to do that. You do have to sit you in front of a computer yeah. and apply. But that being said, I have never gotten a job from just applying out. You need, like, Maybe I that. have, but you have to, like, you have to have there it. has to be an in. Like, I got my first job through a friend of my mom's, like, yeah. in New Hampshire, of all places. And that got me my first job. I impressed them enough to get, like, hired full-time. Mm -hmm. When I left then, a friend of mine from there, one of the writers at Impact Theory, um, got me a job, got me a part-time job at Scott Free, mm -hmm. um, and then I was at Scott Free until like I they needed a full-time receptionist. So like, it you you just you need to be good at making friends, and many yes. people aren't. I am not naturally good at making friends. That's okay. not like in my like base state. If I wasn't trying for anything, <laughs> I would just lay in my bed, watch TV. Walk. I would walk. I wouldn't just sit and watch TV. I would walk, but I'd walk a lot. I'd just walk, and I wouldn't talk to anyone. I'd go to the movies by myself. I wouldn't even do that. I would I just, just sit in bed. <laughs> it is. I wouldn't even walk. <laughs> but it is just, and I think, I think a lot of people it's think hard. it's not me. I can't do it. I can't do it, and they think you can do oh. it without making friends. You can't. You just can't get these jobs. Yeah. Without like being good at making connections, and how get you do along that? With everybody. How you do that? Sometimes you have to go to those stupid networking events. They suck. Yeah. I don't think you ever get a real job out of them, but they're good because the you people. go, you meet people, mm -hmm. you get used to meeting people, and then eventually you go to a friend. If, if, and one thing I always say is if someone invites me to do something, I don't say no unless I have another commitment. Yeah. If, if someone invites me, hey, you want to come meet friends of mine, you want to come to a bar and meet friends of mine, it makes me anxious to do that. Every time I meet new people, yeah. every time I do, like, doing, sitting here in this podcast studio, like, <laughs> doing this was super nerve-wracking to me, but you do it. And you do these yeah. things, and that is actually how you make these connections and get these jobs. Yeah. You know, it's, sorry, that was my long-winded rant, but no, it's, uh, no, it's, it is, it is I think, important. important. Yeah. Because, well, so, like, people, um, you, I don't know if you've told the people, but you write a lot, and I feel like you're always writing or you're always mm -hmm. working on something, and I feel like that is amazing, but don't feel bad if you don't do that, because mm -hmm. I don't do that. <laughs> so I just want to let the people know that if you're not constantly doing that, Obviously, if you want to be a screenwriter, um, I would do that. I would definitely try and write as much as you can, yeah. but don't put too much pressure on yourself about it. Like I, I love writing, but I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that just like can make myself work it. Like I'll just, I don't know. I'm a little bit, I feel like erratic with my work, but if I'm like, I'm, if I'm not fully in it, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, you know, like I'm kind of just not in it at all. So for me. But my pa my real passion, I mean, I love writing, but my real mm -hmm. passion is directing. Mm -hmm. So for me, what I want to be going out, you know, I want to be going out and, you know, directing short mm -hmm. films, which is a lot harder right. than just sitting in your room and writing. Yeah, absolutely. But if you can get people to do that with you, yeah. do it. Because I've been, I've been trying for, like, not, I haven't been trying that hard, but I've been thinking about, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, how to put that together. Yeah. Um, and friends is yeah. one of the big things you need if you want to like right. have people. Yeah. Um, you need to get help you out. Work for you for free. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You need. Uh, you now need, that being you said, it is not help. difficult to find people to work for free in the city. You know, like there's so if, many. If, yeah. Everyone, everyone is company. out of work. Mm -hmm. Everyone is out of work. Everyone needs to do stuff. You know, especially like now. I mean, now things are coming back, but yeah. for a long time during the pandemic, uh, you know, everyone is looking for stuff. 
Uh, I do want to say that I think if you are, like, you know, you're not, writing is not your primary game, but yeah. I do think if you are a writer, it is important. I, I don't write on the weekends, um, but every weekday, unless I'm on vacation, I write. And it, if, I, if, I, if it's shit, I've literally had days where I write, and I look at it the next day, I'm like, this is all trash, and I just delete everything. Yeah. But I think, and sometimes it's not literally sitting in front of Final Draft. When people say yeah. you have to write every day, I think, like, the other thing that I kind of panic about, I'm like, <gasps> um, is that, like, I, I feel like if I haven't actually opened Final Draft, it doesn't count as writing. No. If, <laughs> not true if, at all. if you're just, if you're working in a Google Doc just taking notes, if you're just writing down ideas, any of these things, um, I you have to kind of decide for you what is the best thing. But I do think yeah. it is it is important if you want to be a writer, you have to write. Yeah, um, I, yeah I agree yeah. with that. Now, before I ask my last question, where can people find you online? And I always like to add this little curveball. What is one surefire way to get a response from you if people reach out? And likewise, what is one surefire way that you will delete the message immediately? I was definitely going to tell you that. Regardless uh-huh. of if you asked me the delete one, because that's I do that all the time. People say the stupidest things. Right. Um, which one should I do first? Should I tell them? The so tell them, like, give them first your uh, like handles, how, okay. like where, anywhere you want to be found. Mm-hmm. Then, <laughs> anywhere I want to go. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> Anyone, maybe not your OnlyFans, you know, that that can stay private. I but, don't have um, one. That was a joke. Yet. That was a jo- Ooh. I don't have one. Yet. yet. Wow. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, that was a joke for the record. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then tell me one way to get a response, then tell me one way not to get a response. Perfect. Okay. If you still use Instagram, I don't know if many people do, but it is at a wonderful site to see. Um, It's just the words A, wonderful, S-I-T-E, the number two, and then the word C, S-E-E. I made it when I was in eighth grade, so if you don't like it, you can fuck off. And you could also find me on Twitter at Laura underscore Elmod. Or, I don't know, TikTok? I think I have one. <laughs> nice. I think I just lower Monica 10. I don't really nice. post, but nice. I don't have that much social media, I guess. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think of how to get me to... So, like, what's what's one thing you would oh, like oh, to be reached out, connected about, you know? I would... If somebody wanted to hang out, honestly. All right. Like, I will... Like, if you're like, hey, like, want to grab coffee? Like... I don't, I don't like, I mean, you can give me a whole story, but, um, I really just like connecting with people. Offering people free (laughs) coffee is a great way to get them to meet you. And then like pro tip, if you're a poor screenwriter, uh, lots of the time they don't actually make you buy the coffee. (laughs) Lots of times if they're like a wealthier screenwriter, if they're like, make more money, they'll either buy you coffee or you'll buy your own coffees. So if you, if you go and like, can I buy you lunch? Like, coffee's one thing. It's $2. Everyone can afford coffee. But, like, or it's actually, like, $5. But no, uh, lunch, when you're talking about, can I buy you, can we, like, spend a total of $50 on lunch, most of the time i found people don't actually expect you to pay. Um, so That's if nice. you're worried about, like, you don't want to, like, reach out to people because money-wise, like, oh, yeah. it is, yeah, don't, you don't need to worry about And, that. like, especially if the, like, I don't have, like, obviously I'm one of your first guests. I don't really have credits. So, of course, somebody like me, like, you like don't expect anything and I would say don't expect anything going in it but um yeah I mean if they if if somebody invites you for coffee they'll probably pay but like 
if it's like a like you're an aspiring screenwriter and I'm also an aspiring screenwriter, like mm-hmm. we'll both pay for ourselves. Like right, there's, right. I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's like, true. You, yes, you yes, know, yes. it's a level thing for sure. Yeah. But if you're if you're going to someone who's more advanced than you, then yeah, if you're going to somebody um, who yeah has like the title of executive, right. Yeah. They're going to pay for it, unless they're an asshole. But most, I think everybody that I've gone to coffee, yeah. or even that I've gotten coffee for, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll buy me it. Yeah, usually that is nice, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, my final question. I like to call this my screenwriter survival tip. Mm. What's the most important thing you'd tell a young screenwriter or director or actor to help them not only survive but thrive in this industry? Email people back. Email people back. Okay. Yes. So, like... Don't stop emailing people back. Okay, and just, follow, emailing just people. being intense Follow-up. following up. Yeah, be intense with so following important. up yeah. because it doesn't – well, like I said before, like when somebody messages me, like con- someone condescending, mm-hmm. obviously, but if they're following up, being like, hey, did you see my first – or like, mm-hmm. hey – Just circling just, back yeah, on just, this. Exactly. Yeah. It's super important because yeah. I've definitely not done that before and been like, wow, I yeah. wish I had. Yeah. Or if I had and then – or sometimes I have like followed up and then I've either – you know, connected with somebody mm-hmm. again or got an opportunity that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have if I hadn't. So don't feel like, oh, I'm going to bother them. They're, yeah. they're being bothered all the time. So yeah. if they don't want to see your message, they won't see it, you know? I think don't it's also like, it. especially if they've already offered something and then you yes. think, oh, too much time has passed. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to reach out now. No. Like, no, do that. Just no. reach out because there's, there's they're going to feel person. bad because if it's the opposite, exactly. if you're like, Put, put it reverse. Like, you offer exactly. to do something for someone, you forget about it for six months, which is probably what happened, and then they reach out and say, hey, like, what do you think about this? You're not going to be mad at them. You're going to be like, you're going to be oh, like, assholes. You're going to be like, oh, oh right. damn, that I forgot thing. to do that. Yeah, so that they're thing. just humans. People are, everyone's human. Everyone's just a human. Yeah, yeah, just because um, somebody's ignoring your email. It's almost good sometimes. It's, sometimes if someone, it's not like, even deliberate. It's yeah, just... it's, it's, all, it's usually not deliberate, I'd say. Especially oh, if you already have, like, a relationship with them, I think. Yeah. If you're, like, cold emailing, it's a little bit. Yeah, well, so it, I, I'm going back and forth with this mm-hmm. with somebody right now. Not, like, somebody, so somebody my dad met, like, while he was golfing, mm-hmm. um, is a director of, like, commercials and music mm-hmm. videos and stuff, and so um, my dad gave him my email, so he emailed me, mm-hmm. or maybe I emailed him, I can't remember if my right. dad gave me the email or what, but we, like, we exchanged emails, like, two or three times, and then he was like, oh, I'm going, like, um, on, like, a break, but I'm going to start, um doing more commercials like in a couple weeks mm-hmm. but then we weren't here like we weren't here here full time so I was like okay yeah like maybe but then we got here full time right. so I like kind of like it slipped my mind yeah. I was like oh like I can't you know work a day job mm-hmm. for him right now right, right. unless it's on the weekends so and then my dad just reminded me the other day like, oh like did you yeah. email Brian or right. whatever and I was like oh no like I, I, I still will mm-hmm. like I'll still be like hey sorry like doing this full time but like mm-hmm. if you have anything on the weekends like don't be afraid to do that because yeah. if because like we said if if, they don't, if they don't want it then they're yeah. just not gonna respond. Following up, that's a great screenwriter survival tip. Thank you. Uh, all right, guys, this has been an excellent conversation with my good friend Laura. She brought up so much valuable information to the table, um, and I hope you now have a better understanding about how to go and get that all important assistant gig. Um, I'll be back next week to go deep on the actual craft of writing with Michael Ross, a screenwriter who's worked on shows like Firefly Lane and The Baker and the Beauty. Until then, don't just survive, thrive. Hey guys, before we go, I have a quick ask. If you found anything on this show valuable, 
I would really appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts, go to Stitcher, go to wherever you listen, and give us a quick rate and review. It doesn't have to be anything long. It doesn't have to be anything super in-depth. But that is just the best way to help grow this community. If you think other screenwriters would benefit from hearing this, a rate and review is the best way to make sure our podcast is seen by as many screenwriters as possible. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions about this episode, you can reach out on Twitter or Instagram. We're at SSGpod. And I'm on Instagram at Sam Brooks Presents. And don't forget to tune in next time to the Screenwriter Survival Guide.